Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Popcorn Bucket List, the podcast that keeps your movie bucket list up to date because those thousand movies to see before you die lists are just too daunting. I'm your host and snarky cat sidekick, Gracie. And I'm Daryl, the six-armed, I have many arms now, you can't see them, but I have six arms all of a sudden. I'm the boss, the sit sprites in the boiler room right now. And I'm Sarah, who's just looking for a long soak at the bathhouse. <laughs> Very drastically all over the place. <laughs> we always are. Yeah, always. Yeah, that's how we start. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Welcome back to our Hao Miyazaki uh, marathon. I, I hope you guys did your homework. I know uh, we all did at some point in our lives, uh, because today we are talking about our favorite coming-of-age stories with uh, Ghibli's preteen protagonists, the stars of Kiki's Delivery Service and Spirited Away. Um, for those of you who don't know, and we're realizing now three episodes into our marathon, that we probably didn't do like little synopsises or synopsi. Is it synopsis? Synopsis. synopsis. I think it's synopsis. <laughs> Is I it? don't think it's synopsi. <laughs> Multiple it synopsis. Should. More than one synopsis. I think it should be synopsi. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, but we didn't do it for our past ones, but we're going to do one now. So um, yeah, if you've seen it, then just here's a little snippet. And if you haven't seen it, definitely recommend you watching the films before you listen to our podcast because we pretty much do spoilers and all that nonsense for at least these films. Um, but Kiki's delivery service follows a young witch who named Kiki, who moves from her little town to a city to find herself. She has a hard time adapting to the fast paced life as well as adjusting to her new adulthood that includes supporting herself with her delivery service. In spirited away, Chihiro wanders into a world of spirits and mystery while attempting to bargain for and save her parents' lives. In doing so, she meets several supernatural beings who either aid or hinder her quest. Those were our uh, synopses. Oh, well, you look correct. Yes, our more than well, one synopsis. The I synopsis. used the word tidbit so I didn't have to use. Synopsis. I know somewhere out there is screaming, it's synopses. And now we can let their mind rest. It's going to be Daryl's no, brother. Daryl's <laughs> brother is going to be yelling in his car. Exactly. The one person who's consistently listening while he's yeah. working at the morgue or whatever it is he's doing this week. So, hi, Marcus. Hi, Marcus. <laughs> Shout out. Shout out to Marcus. <laughs> number one um, listener. Our number one listener. <laughs> um but yeah was this a first time viewing for you guys or have you guys already seen these films i'd seen them both already um i already briefly talked about spirited away on our first episode because it's one of my top five of all time um it's definitely like my go-to when anyone's like what's your favorite animated film it's spirited away um kiki's i watched i think in either junior high or high school it was i think it was one of the first ghibli films that i watched hmm. i mean i know i've seen i'd seen kiki's when i was a little kid but i have absolutely no recollection of watching it i know i watched it because i had it on vhs at some point the only thing i remembered at the end was like the uh the the dirigible or zeppelin or whatever when it crashes i remember seeing i remember that specific image but that was about it. Also, remember like the seeing the commercial on other VHS tapes. Um, so I'd seen it, but I didn't remember it. So this is my first time watching it in about you know 
20 something years um spirit of the way i saw when i was in high school and i really loved it then and i love it even more now watching it again it was really nice rewatching it i was gonna i was trying to like just watch like half of it i was like i'll watch half and i'll watch the rest later because I'm, I'm tired but it's just so entertaining it's just such a good movie i was like okay i'll just watch the whole thing i'll stay up a little later than usual to finish this glorious movie so nice it was a nice rewatch so it was my first time seeing spirited away uh i'd seen kiki's delivery service that was like my first introduction to ghibli and pretty much my only introduction i watched that a lot when i was a kid and um for some reason that was just the one that you know my parents showed me and i was okay like i never really adventured out from there um but i watched spirited away a couple of weeks ago and oh my gosh i think if if i could go back in time and show myself that then yeah that would have been my favorite film of the whole lot hmm. because it makes sense but um oh yeah no it was it was so good and i'm so glad i finally got around to seeing it because yeah it's probably up there in my top animated <laughs> films now you, you were missing out so yeah welcome to the fold yeah. <laughs> should have watched it a year ago when i said it was one of my top five <laughs> Like, she doesn't know what she's talking but I'm about glad you finally <laughs> it. it took us to having a marathon of ghibli films to for me to watch any and all ghibli so and now you yeah. have so um yeah i mean what are your thoughts i mean like you know it's not really comparing and contrasting you know the two films but i felt like these two definitely paired well when we were like making you know our lists together and like splitting up the episodes I felt like these two were definitely in their own like coming of age stories um in their own way you know it doesn't feel like the same film twice it definitely feels like totally different like coming of age stories and I love that about them but yeah what are your thoughts um I I guess I'll start with Kiki because I watched that one first and like I said it was kind of I hadn't seen it in such a long time, so I did not remember anything about it. It was interesting watching that movie because I guess it's that came out in 1989. Uh, so it's like it's in that interesting period of Ghibli films where or of like Miyazaki films where he was just kind of trying like just any idea that came to him effectively. He's just like, I'm just going to do whatever I see. Oh, here's a, a cool book. I'm going to make that into a into a movie and so it's interesting because it definitely feels like it's from that time period i feel like a lot of his more modern films they feel like i don't know they it's like i feel like there's kind of a, a clear delineation between like spirited away and all the movies after that and everything before spirited away so it's interesting watching both these movies and kind of comparing them because like his movies beforehand feel very like I don't know, it feels like it's like movies that take place in like small towns, movies that take place, you know, with like characters kind of in their own little, their own little world. They're doing their own little thing. It's not mm. like a big, you know, it doesn't feel like it's a, what they're doing is really affecting the entire world. It just feels like it's affecting their one little space. Um, I think Spirited Away and Afterward, the worlds just feel a little bigger. But uh, Kiki's was fun. It was interesting. It's probably not one of my favorites of his. Uh, just because kind of like Totoro, it's one of those films where like not a whole lot honestly happens. <laughs> it's a really, it's just kind of like, here's a story about a kid who comes to a new town and she just has to kind of get used to a new town. 
Like there's not really anything in ter- in the way of adversaries. <laughs> she just again, it's that period where he's like, there aren't a whole lot of villains in his movies. It's just like, here's a kid just trying to make some money effectively, um, mm-hmm. which is really interesting because a lot of kids movies have heroes and villains. This, this movie's like, no, it's just a kid. <laughs> it's just a kid hanging out, starting her own delivery service. It's very reflective almost on like what Disney's doing right now with a lot of the kids movies is like mm-hmm. not having a bad mm-hmm. guy, but it being like a situation, you know, or depression or like family trauma or, you know, things like that. Like that tends to be because I mean, like that's what Kiki. Yeah, like since the inside out, it's been very like abstract the villain <laughs> yeah i'm yeah. very abstract of it and uh, like the adversity is like your family or yourself or growing up and that's very much what kiki's, kiki's is. is and it, it's it's very much like you're almost like you're being not forcibly like growing up but almost like you know it's that moment in when you're realizing you're not a kid anymore and you have to make you know decisions for yourself and you know in its own way you know the bad guy quote unquote is like her losing that childhood magic literally mm-hmm. and being forced to realize that she has her own magic as an adult or as you know a teenager or whatever you want to say um but yeah like i mean it's also like let's talk about the fact that they their parents are like bye you're 13 now <laughs> see ya mm-hmm. <laughs> like let's like, go be an adult now like i 13 years old i you know can't even imagine you know going off and starting my own delivery business you know it's kind of crazy but uh yeah I, I get though like how it would feel very like uh compared to spirited away very uh small mm-hmm. i guess is the best way what about you yeah. sarah um yeah just kind of building off on that i feel like it's interesting too that like Right off the bat, Kiki goes from like everyone in town being there that night to like say goodbye to her and kind of like, you know, her being like this, you know, known person and like everyone in town is like familiar with her and her mom and really likes her. And then like the first person that she meets when she leaves is this like snooty witch that already has things figured (laughs) out and she's like ready to tell her town like how much of a big shot she is now. Like, it's like. That's the first thing that like you really start to get self-conscious about as you get older is like comparing yourself to other people. And it's like, of course, the first person that comes along is like, "Hmm." yeah, (laughs) I'm better than you. (laughs) I was surprised we didn't see her again in the movie. I was was like, oh, we're totally going to see her again. She's going to be the antagonist. Never again. Just crickets. (laughs) Like we literally never see another witch in the rest of the movie, and I was like, "Oh, okay, well, that's that's fine, I guess." I also love that she's a witch, but like she doesn't do anything. That's like she flies a broom, she talks to her cat, and that's it. That's it. Like, and then like they totally like accept the fact that witches exist, and mm-hmm. you know, like they're like, "Oh, you're a witch, huh?" Like you're off on your own for the first year, you know, like that kind of thing, and and like that's it. There's no like reference to other potion like people or anything and like the city almost kind of looks down on her for being backwards you know like almost Mm -hmm. like oh you're old-fashioned like you know like because she clings to her radio and you know she you know she wants to (laughs) embrace the boy because they haven't been introduced 
exactly. Tombo. 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 How do you forget that name? (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, it's kind of like the juxtaposition of like um, rural life versus, you know, city life and like how much behind the times she was almost like, you know, there are, you know, women wearing bright colors and sun hats and like, you know, big sunglasses and things like that. And she's just wearing a very simple black dress, you know, her witch attire, you know, like that kind of thing. And a giant red bow on her head, you know, very almost um, innocent, you know, childlike in a way. And she's supposed to be coming an adult and like in the city. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, it, it's definitely, um, it was my favorite out of all of them. I think my favorite has definitely changed now after watching all these. Um, but yeah, I mean, it holds a special place in my heart. So I love, I love this little film. <laughs> it is an interesting, it is an interesting little movie because it just feels like, I don't It's one of those movies that feels like he just kind of made it. It's like, well, here's another movie. Enjoy this world. I'm never going to talk about this movie again. <laughs> it's very it, romantic. It, yeah. You know, it, it's kind of like a, here's this world that exists, let you exist in it. And then, never worry about it ever again you know Mm -hmm. like i feel like a lot of his films have kind of taken on a life of their own but kiki's is like the like uh, like kiki's and maybe like castle and the sky are kind of the two that just feel like they're just there they're great but they're just they're just there you come in you enjoy it and then you walk out Mm -hmm. which is kind of fascinating because it's like even i don't know it's making me think of how like some of the character designs in this movie i've i've seen them before in his other films Mm -hmm. like um the woman who walks in the first time and says, Hey, I'd like you to make this delivery. Like her first delivery. She reminds mm. me of, um, the, the main, uh, the love interest from Porco Rosa. She reminds me of that character. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. the painter, uh, looks like an older version of May from Totoro. <laughs> yeah, I like love the painter. Face. The painter yeah. was like one of my favorite characters. Yeah, she's up. awesome. Yeah. She's total badass. <laughs> And he kind of he kind of uses a lot of those similar designs. He uses a lot of similar designs in his early films. I've noticed, like even mm-hmm. the villain from Porco Rosso, you can see like other characters in Kiki's that look like him, and you can see him in like the bad guy in Castle in the Sky. He looks like him also, <laughs> mm-hmm. and he looks like characters in the Lupin movie. And I'm like, man, so interesting. He just kind of reuses all this stuff, but then after a certain point, he kind of stops. Which is, like I said, I feel like once you hit, like, Spirit Away, like, everything just changes. It's really interesting. There's always an old woman. There's always an old woman. You you will never escape the old people in his films. (laughs) No. Which is funny. It's like you have, like, oh, it's always, like, a female protagonist and an old woman at some point. (laughs) I feel like you definitely, when you're introduced to the old woman, too, in this movie, you feel like she's going to be the bad guy. Like you're like waiting for her to like yeah. not be a sweet old woman <laughs> and like you're kinda like you know, so, like you're on the edge yes, of your seat. I killed waiting. your parents, congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> and, and and then you're like, Oh no, she's just some sweet old lady who needs help delivering her pie. You know, yeah, like she's just Debbie Reynolds, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um but yeah, I mean like my highlight of this film is Gigi, the the cat character. Um I I I've always loved that character it's just so mm. cute and it's animated so like 
daintily i guess that mm-hmm. it's just so cute and like fluffy and i just want to you know squeeze it and so much <laughs> so that we named our cat Gigi uh after him but uh that was probably a big reason why it was my favorite is because of the cat to be honest with you uh <laughs> i mean he is one oh of those gosh. characters oh yeah, oh, yeah. his little She's girlfriend a- <laughs> so fluffy and so cute um, and it's the last he, role for Phil Hartman too. I know. Apparently. Yeah, he died the so same year. He the did. movie came out. That was well, a the tragic the story. Uh, Phil Hartman. If you don't know it, I would definitely recommend at least looking it up so you can see the get the whole story about what happened to him. But it's very tragic. Yeah. It's it's a lot. And well, he's, we won't go into it right yeah, now. <laughs> it's, we're not that kind of podcast, but <laughs> yet, <laughs> yeah, yet. When we talk about Zodiac. When we get yeah. talking about like Zodiac, and then we'll go all in. Maybe Absolutely. we'll go into it into that. But yeah, it's definitely um, it's a rough one. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I I feel like it also has its own like um, you know, like remember when I was saying like. And I was probably a while ago, but I was saying like Howl's moving castle felt very dirty and we haven't talked about Howl's yet, but it felt very like industrial. Maybe mm-hmm. it was Nausicaa. Um, it felt very industrial and very like um, dark. Kiki is like the complete opposite, but it in my mind has like this huge destruction scene of the dirigible like falling apart. And, yeah. And, and maybe it's because it's like a dirigible. It's not like something I see every day. So to me, it's like, fantastical i guess in its own way because (laughs) yeah um but i love that whole scene like that whole scene is like so much fun and i love like her like and tombo on the bike you know and (laughs) bicycling and i'm like i wish i could fly on a bike (laughs) Uh, but i love that whole scene so it's a good ending i think it's kind of sweet you know she realizes she um you know she can do things without you know the I guess the childlike wonderment of it you know like she can still be mm-hmm. magic in her own mm-hmm. but yeah it's a yeah. different it's a different coming of age story like very drastically different than spirited yeah. away yeah it's not as horrifying as the opening to spirited away no I yeah. like I, no. I think that's like my big like maybe that's our transition but whereas like Kiki's delivery service, she's growing. She's becoming her own. She's growing from childhood to adulthood in her own, you know, terms of it. Where Chihiro is literally ripped from her childhood. To, it's taken away from her in its own way to move the plot along, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I think that kind of opens up our floor. Um, why don't you guys, you guys have both seen Spirited Away. So why don't you guys like tell me about y'all's experiences with it this time around? Yeah, sure. Um, Spirited Away. So I don't remember the very first time I watched it. I know it was in high school because I know I was, I must've been taking a film class because it was one of those things where we had like a, a list of like the top movies ever, uh, like a like a poster on the, in the wall. And so I remember seeing Spirited Away like at near the top of that list and so i finally watched it and i was like wow this is really 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 good um but i just never watched again but it's one of those films that kind of stuck in my mind really well because i remembered things so clearly like when i got back to watching i was like oh 
I know exactly what's going to happen next. It, it's as if I watched it yesterday. It was kind of like, like very few movies had that effect on me. I'd say like the Godfather has an effect on me for some reason. Like I just know the Godfather really well, despite only seeing it like twice. <laughs> um, it's a three hour movie and I've only seen it a couple times. You know, I'm like, oh yes, I know exactly what's going to happen in the next scene. And Spirited Away is one of those films also. So rewatching that was just was just wonderful because it like, it's such a pleasant film to watch, except for the horrifying beginning where I'm like, Jesus Christ, this happened to me when I was like 10. This would have ruined my life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Watching your parents turn into pigs, watching like basically ghosts come out of the ground, just be like, hey, we're living here. Um, and then being like, cool, you're also an indentured servant. So have fun. <laughs> yeah. Basically is... begging to be because. Yeah, you need begging that job. to be. <laughs> it's like it's yeah it's kind of like it's pretty it's pretty messed up situation honestly <laughs> but i mean but yeah it's it's still so good i love watching chihiro become a more just become a better person over the course of the movie it's the only one of his films i can think of where the main character actually become actually has like a real character arc mm -hmm. like a lot of his characters in are like heroes so it's like if they're doing good at the beginning of the movie, they're going to be doing good at the end of the movie. In Spirited Away, Chihiro's just like a spoiled brat. Everybody is, everybody she meets will tell you that. It's like, yeah, look at you. You are, you're worthless. You don't do anything except complain. But she becomes more and more and more selfless. Like at first, her thing is like, I got to get my parents and myself out of here. And then it becomes, no, I, ne I need to, I need to get out of here, but I need to help the people who are here as well. I can make a difference. And she does that and she grows as a person. It's wonderful to actually watch her grow. Um, because again, in other, in other Hayao Miyazaki films, that's just not really a thing. And it's fine, it, it works great in his other movies, but it's interesting that he actually has someone showing real character growth in one of his films. So yeah, also I like uh, the guy who has six arms because he's like a spider and he's the best character. <laughs> he is so good. <laughs> Yeah, I, I absolutely adore this movie on top of everything that Daryl said about it. It's, it is absolutely gorgeous, and I love the characters. I love the scene of her, like, running through the field. It's, like, just, mm. it's so good. And then, like, I love Haku and, like, their relationship. And, <clears throat> yeah, it's just, it's absolutely beautiful. Um I really, it's very fantastical, like compared to, to Kiki's. Like, I feel like if mm -hmm. Kiki weren't a witch, you could still make that entire movie. Like she would yeah. just be a delivery girl and you'd have the same movie. And like, if Gigi didn't talk, like those are the only two, like, whoa. But this, like the depth behind every character. And then like, then you're like, just wondering about, kind of everyone else like it's like weird to see like the humans like the other workers there you're like what's their deal while why are they yeah. here why why aren't they turning into like dragons or something like yeah it's definitely one that it just kind of like throws you into this world and even Chihiro is just like well this is what's happening and here we go I guess I'm <laughs> moving <laughs> uh, moving into this bathhouse <laughs> yeah moving into this bathhouse getting a job <laughs> 
and um, waiting on spirits. <laughs> this is my life now. Okay. But he does make it just so easy to accept whatever is going on, like whatever the movie is. And I love that about all of his movies, especially this one, because it's just like, it's such a heavy and deep world with so much going on. And there could be so many questions to ask, but it's like you feel like you don't need to because you just understand that that's what it is. Mm hmm. And I think he does that like, oh, oh sorry. You go. Uh, okay. Well, I was <laughs> I was just going to say, I think that the way he does that is it just feels like he does it by making really good scenes. Spirited Away is a great example of all some of just his best scenes, like the scene where they are first exploring the abandoned town at the beginning of the film. I just think that I was like the way the music that plays makes it makes it feel very, very ominous, but mm -hmm. also very like beautiful because it's like it's weird seeing an empty place you know the feeling of seeing like when you when you see like pictures of empty malls how that can be a really creepy thing because you know it's supposed to be filled with people and it's kind of the same with this it's like oh it's like an empty as the dad says it's like an amusement park kind of thing it was what it looks like but it it's beautiful the way that it's shot and the way that the music um you know despite how ominous it feels it just looks very pretty um then there's like the scene on the train that wonderful wonderful scene on the train where you just have chihiro and no face and their two little new little friends just sitting there as this music is playing and they're just sitting in silence going you know from the bathhouse to the swamp watching these kind of like invisible spirits just kind of sitting there going about their daily lives going to who knows where but it's so pretty and it's so engaging and you're just thinking like man I don't really know what's happening here, but it's just beautiful. And I just want to sit here and stare at it. So he just has lots of moments like that in his movies. I think Spirited Away is like far and away the best example of all that kind of stuff. So. Yeah. It feels very unapologetic too. Like, I, I guess that's like, he's just throws you into this world and, and very much so like throws you, these characters into this world. And it, it feels like, it doesn't need explanation that anything exists. Like we don't need an explanation of why, you know, these supernatural beings, you know, or gods, you know, exist in this world because he's not going to give it to you. And I kind of like that. And he also doesn't explain what some of the creatures are. Like you're, you're watching it and you're like going, okay. Like, yeah, there's a giant turnip man. I, I don't know what it is and I don't know anything about it. And maybe there's so much lore about it that I, you know, probably could go Google it and look it up. But like, to me, it's just, I don't need that explanation. You know, like I accept that it exists. Um, I was uh, very shocked the first, like watching this because it was the, I mean, the beginning you're literally like 10 minutes in and her parents turn into pigs and it was very traumatizing. Like, I can't imagine watching that as, like, a child. So I'm kind of glad I watched it as an adult. Um, but, like, even just some of the imagery in itself is very, like, to me, very um, grotesque. Like, even just, like, no face and, you know, things like that. There's just a lot of, like, gluttony in this film. And, mm -hmm. um, and maybe that's, like, an underlying theme. But uh, 
gluttony and like consumerism and things like that, I'm sure is all, you know, part of the theming and then, you know, we could go into it, but um, yeah, I just, I was whisked away by it. And I was like, at first I was like, unsure. I was like, I don't know if I'm going to like this. And then like, as soon as we like nosedive right into the bathhouse and like her getting her name ripped from her and, you know, she no longer has her name and she's going to slowly forget about it. It felt very like, um, wizard of Ozzy almost, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. like she can't remember, you know, Kansas very much anymore. Like the longer she's there, she, you know, that's kind of where I, I, I think I felt. And that's probably why I liked it so much is because like, I love wizard of Oz and I love like the being whisked away into a magical world kind of thing that you didn't know existed. Um, I also just like loved the, the style. Like I loved how much color and everything, there was just so much, you know, to look mm-hmm. out on screen constantly. Like I'm just looking at a still of Chihiro right now and there's like just behind her, there's so much detail that like, it's not even relevant to the story, but I'm just like, I'm looking at it and it's just like a dresser drawer with like, you know, bottles and like boxes and like a clock on it. And it just all sorts of things. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was, I'm so glad I finally got to watch it. I finally got to meet the little soot sprites too. I was so excited. <laughs> <laughs> um, and also like, I love when the little giant baby turns into the little naked mole rat. Uh, that's the cutest <laughs> thing in the whole wide world. I would die for that naked mole rat. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so um, I'm also glad I finally got to like meet no face, you know, like that's like a character mm-hmm. I've seen for ages you know, like I remember when like the meme was going around of no face just rolling around on the ocean, like on the <laughs> like the, the coastline or something like that. And I was just like, what is going on? Just go getting to meet him finally was fun. So yeah. Yeah. And he's like not he's a like a pseudo villain. Like he feels like, oh no, he's a bad guy. It's like, no, it's literally just being in the bathhouse <laughs> makes him like this. Like everywhere else yeah. he's fine. <laughs> Yeah, so it's supposed to come here. Yeah. <laughs> so, just another example of uh, Miyazaki being like, you know what? Not all villains are villains. Mm-hmm. Except in Castle in the Sky, that villain is a villain and he has to die. <laughs> but every other movie he's done, it's just like, no, he's not a bad guy. They're not really bad guys. They're just people or spirits. Which is kind of a refreshing take, honestly. I would argue that Yubaba is kind of a bad guy. I get, yeah. I mean, I guess Yubaba. Her twin Yubaba, sister is. Her twin sister is cool. cool. I keep forgetting. Yeah, like there's two of to, them. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to remember when I was rewatching. I was like, why do I remember Yubaba being nice at some point? Oh, that's uh, right, because yeah. she has a twin Zaniba. sister. Yes, yeah, Zaniba. <laughs> so yeah, I guess she is a villain, even though she does. She she plays by the was like, okay, fine, you can leave, I guess. <laughs> it's also kind of gory. Yeah, like in its own in way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there's definitely like blood in this one. Like I think that was like my big like with uh Princess Mononoke was like it's gory, you know, and I wasn't expecting that it to. It's very gory. Yeah. That one's I mean, it's this is nowhere Taking near a dude's the same. Arms off with yeah, arrow, this, this is nowhere near the same, but it's no. still got blood in it. You know, like it's still mm. like that is one of my favorite scenes with all the oh, paper birds. Paper birds are attacking mm-hmm. Haku. Yeah, it was one of my favorites just to watch and like, you know, appreciate that character. Cause like, I mean, like I can definitely see myself like, you know, growing up and that being my character, you know, like that was definitely <laughs> like 
that would have been the character I would have been like in love with you know? <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah and also I just love him as a dragon he's so cool as a mm-hmm. dragon yeah yeah I feel like Haku and Chihiro kind of give me like similar vibes to Sophie and Howl which I'm sure we'll mm-hmm. talk about during that one mm-hmm. but like I just I love like their relationship and friendship so much and like that scene where she remembers his name and that he was mm-hmm. the river that she visited like and he just like turns back into a human they fall together it's just so beautiful it mm-hmm. is man this is a, a beautiful looking movie and he's just kind like for the sake of being kind like he doesn't want to forget to be you know you know like he just like understands her and like wants mm-hmm. her to succeed and he's like telling yeah. her like don't forget your name like keep saying it that kind of thing mm-hmm. yeah and he like brings her the food and like lets oh, her i cry love that scene and, like, yeah you don't get to see people just cry and it's nice to just watch someone just like eating and else. crying and just kind of being yes. like gross about the crying it's yes like it's a it's such a good scene and it's so necessary for the movie. It's like, you really have to feel this character's pain. She does mm-hmm. not want to be here. This is a horrifying experience. And she's just allowed to like live and she's in that for 10. a second. Yeah, she's <laughs> only, only 10. 10. Yeah. She's only 10. Her life is basically ruined right now. So it's nice to just watch that. You know, it's nice that she has a friend comforting, comforting her and just letting her just be in that moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. A lot of animated movies want to shy away from that. And this one didn't. So. Mm-hmm. That's Miyazaki yeah, for you. It feels very ahead of its time in 2001. Like I feel like more recently, like it's it's similar to like the Inside Out vibes, where like mm-hmm. it is so much internal struggle, and like you really see her act on it, which I feel like they don't show children acting on their emotions very much in movies. And yeah, yeah. Hard look at him. This one is 21 years old. <laughs> that's <laughs> oh, crazy to think about but yeah it, it's i'm like watching it and it's just like so many characters and like even haku is like you know we're like talking about him like he's like some like sweet like nice man and then like he's also like a badass like you know warrior kind of guy and you know we accept that like he can be both and like he's like does all her missions for her and things like that um but like I don't even know what the little frog guy's name is. I love the little frog guy, um, who like mm-hmm. greets everybody mm-hmm. at the entrance of the bathhouse, and then like the scene where she has to like clean the bathtub, and <laughs> and like that whole the whole scene of her just like trying to scrub it, and then like oh like the, everything just is so nice, and it's kind of like you feel like the triumphs for her very much. So like when she succeeds mm-hmm. in something. You know, it feels very um, like you're connected. Yeah, you really want her to win Mm -hmm. at all times, pretty much, despite the fact that you don't like her at the very beginning. (laughs) No, you don't. (laughs) You really don't. Um, But yeah, I mean, both these movies have incredible voice actors. I watched the English versions for both of them. Um, I'd love to watch the uh, original versions. I think that's probably my next goal when watching these films is watching the original but mm. uh, the kiki has kirsten dunce it has um 
Phil Hartman, we said it has a couple other people now that I'm blanking on Debbie Reynolds, I believe, mm-hmm. whereas Spirited Away has, um, well, Spirited Away is like huge, like it has a, yeah, lot, has a lot of characters, so. of characters. Yeah, like um, rewatching it, I guess like the last time I watched it, I wasn't like so into like connecting people from like their past work, but like when I started the movie and I was like, oh, that's Lilo. And then like <laughs> 10 minutes later, I was like, is that Thackeray Banks? <laughs> I was like so excited just hearing them talk together the whole movie. And then Megara from Hercules. Hercules. Uh, is Tara Strong story. is the baby. Yeah. Because <laughs> of course she is. <laughs> yeah. Um, John Ratzenberger is also in the film. Mm-hmm. Uh, who else? David Ogden Steers, I think, is also in it. Even mm-hmm. like her dad is uh, Michael Chiklis, from- which is hilarious to me. <laughs> oh my gosh! The thing that is the thing. Oh my god! Yeah, I was like, I know that voice. <laughs> That's funny. Um, I've actually met uh, Jason Mardson. <laughs> I don't think I realized wow. it. Yeah, <laughs> he was at a comic con or something that I was at, and I just saw that he played. You know max from the goofy movie i didn't really think about <laughs> oh. it like that it's i was like, meeting definitely my childhood crush because i had a huge crush on thackeray banks <laughs> another cat i'm seeing a trend <laughs> another black cat well black cat um but yeah i'm, I'm now kind of kicking myself that i didn't realize who i was meeting um <laughs> but uh yeah, I mean it and it and the voices like really lend to the characters, at least for the English version. I'd love again, yes, I can't Susan speak Egan for the original. Perfect for Lynn. Like yes. just the, mm. the sassiness. Like she's like the older sister who's like really trying to help her out, but also you gotta do your stuff. Like Yeah. yeah. Like I can't so carry you around all day, it. you know. And Haku is always like so stoic and like older brotherly and like, you know, trying to it's great. It's great. Everyone's so great. <laughs> well yeah um i mean that covered all my talking points do you guys have anything else you have to say about uh, all i gotta say is that i think spirited away has one of the best soundtracks in in all of the uh miyazaki films just i was listening to that at work today and i was just like i was just like oh it's bringing me back i'm just feeling like i'm in the movie again it's mm-hmm. glorious kiki's is good too but it's it's still like early Joe Hisaishi um, where there's lots of like sampling and synthesizers because it's like it's 1989. So mm-hmm. it's like the music doesn't sound, it doesn't quite hold up as well. Um, the theme is really nice, but then there's some like the scene where they're on the bike is kind of the music is kind of hilarious, honestly, just because it sounds so outdated, I guess. Mm-hmm. But Spirited Away is just like mm, chef's kiss, just beautiful just peak music (laughs) it feels very like yeah like it centrals like it centers you on the scenes very well Mm -hmm. um just i know if you you ever played um shadow the colossus or ico or any of those games Mm -hmm. but like the music at the beginning of spirited away feels like it feels like how it feels to play those games the first time Mm -hmm. you play them just kind of like encountering like this big empty like ancient world where you're like what used to be here it's amazing mm-hmm. it feels it just feels like that sense of grandeur and smallness at the same time mm-hmm. so 
I can't. I don't yeah. have musical knowledge to explain stuff, but go play those. <laughs> go watch these movies and go play those games. I guess is what I would yeah. say. Yeah. I also see here you made like a note of how Spirited Away is definitely one of the movies that like you think of if you say Hayao Miyazaki. Like that's one of the first ones that come to almost anyone's mind, and I feel mm-hmm. like you can definitely feel how much like he put into it. Like this is one of the few that like he wrote the story and everything for like this was all him kind of thing and like it definitely feels like such a a a passion project and like something that he really 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 wanted to make and he 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 sure as shit did it because it's so good yeah i mean it's definitely like the turning point in the career in in i guess the the mindset of like studio ghibli because like after that, it feels like they just were like, cool, every movie we make is going to be amazing forever now. It has to be because <laughs> mm-hmm. Spirit Away was just so good. <laughs> Everything has to be really, really good after this. Like even like visually, I think the movies even start to like look much more similar after this point, which is not a, you know, it's not a it's not a bad thing at all. I think it's great because yeah. they look amazing. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, it's like this and Totoro are like the two films where I'm like, yeah, that's Ghibli. And yeah, that's like him. At, this is like him at his high point. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't. Yeah, I'd like, say he can't did... really. Sorry, I was going to say I don't think he can get much better because he's pretty old at this point. <laughs> right. No, for sure. And like, I think you'd have a hard time not finding this movie on a list of top animated movies of all time. Any list. Mm-hmm. Like you're gonna see Spirited Away on it, and it's for a good reason. Yeah, if it's not number one, it's probably number two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. I actually like really want to go rewatch the film now that like we've talked about it. Um, I think it's probably uh time for us to head out. Uh, thank you guys for joining us. We are uh, as we keep diving into Miyazaki films and add both to these movies. Yeah, I think we're adding both of these movies. I don't know. It's up to you. I'm endorsing both of these movies, but. I might not speak for the whole podcast. So what we think I'm endorsing all Miyazaki. Yes. Um, I mean, I think if you if you had to watch one Miyazaki film, you Spirited should watch away. Spirited, Spirited away. away. Yeah, definitely. Like if you're uh, like, mm, not my thing, or I just want to try it out. Spirited Away. Spirited Away is mm-hmm. sure. I recommend that as well. Um, especially if you're like just introducing yourself into Miyazaki. I would think Spirited yeah, Away is probably it's a great way one. to start. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but next week, we are going to discuss Howl's Moving Castle and Castle in the Sky. Uh, so I look forward to that. I actually have to go watch at least one of those because I've seen Howl's. Uh, so I need to go watch Castle in the Sky. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how, if you can imagine how we're going to connect those two. Um, <laughs> but if you, you figure it out, just let us know in the comments yeah. of something. I don't know. Uh, or Instagram <laughs> Tweet us or, if you get it. <laughs> yeah. If you're uh, watching this my, on YouTube. Yeah, comment yeah. on the YouTube channel. Um, my name is Gracie, and you can find me at Gracie May with a Y and three E's on anywhere you see fit. Daryl, where can they find you? Me on Twitter at Darth Daryl. That's Darth as Invader, Mall or Sidious. Take your pick. And Daryl, that's D A R R E L L. I'm there sometimes. Please talk to me. I'm starving for your attention. <laughs> Sarah, what about you? Uh, I am snotty underscore person on twitter and snotty dot person on instagram both of those are snotty with an ie instead of a y yeah that's it yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
Sorry. I, like my brain just was like, yeah, that's all we have to say. Oh yeah. I gotta keep talking. Uh, check us out for podcast updates and movie news at, at the popcorn bucket list on Instagram and at TPB underscore podcast on Twitter. Or just find us on whatever social media you use. Uh, and tune into our YouTube channel if you want to see our beautiful faces. Jeez. Uh, we'll be uploading the video version of the podcast on the Fridays after this premieres on whatever you listen to podcasts of. So, uh, yeah. Happy March, everybody. Hope you enjoyed the <laughs> Batman movie. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> see <ya. laughs> Bye. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.